This week on the Men at the Movies podcast, we picked out a football movie for Thanksgiving and break down Invincible. Vince shows us how we can be invincible when times are tough, how perseverance and persistence can lead to a miracle. It all depends on what voices we listen to and what motivates us. Fly, Eagles, fly! And let's discover God's truth in this movie. The movies and stories we love are gateways to see ourselves and God in new ways. Every great story borrows its power from a larger story. The story that's written on our hearts and woven into the fabric of our very being. Hello and welcome to the Men at the Movies podcast. My name is Paul McDonald and joining me once again back in the studio, Britt Mooney. Hey, Britt, how you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty well overall, man. How you doing? Good. It is. It has been too long. We're right. We've, we've passed Halloween. We've passed Thanksgiving very recently. We're heading into our two year anniversary. Two years we've been doing the podcast, Britt. I believe uh, it. I, I was sharing an email today with with some of the the people who have come alongside, all the people who've guested on here and supported us on Patreon, and or even just said words of encouragement along the way. And uh, I was like, you know what? What makes something like this worth it? And you look back over the last two years, and probably we should save some of this for the two the actual anniversary episode. But the idea that two years ago none of this was in place, we didn't have a podcast we didn't have a website we didn't have a youtube channel and i was like yeah that's all pretty cool but then i started thinking of the people that i've got to meet and the conversations that i've got to have and and you know text conversations that have made me laugh and these conversations that have not just uh brought me closer to them but that helped me to to grow in my walk and my faith and i was like whoa that's 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 pretty heavy stuff like I was typing the the email. I'm like, oh, I need to sit here for a minute and think about all this. <laughs> I mean, when when you put that kind of time into it, it sometimes you don't see the results along the way. But when you kind of take a step back and you go, oh, you know, it really is like I've, I've come a long way. But it, it's, it's hard to see it in the moment, right? right? Because you're still trying to move forward and it feels there's still resistance <laughs> yeah. and there's still. Right. It's like your kids, you don't see their, them growing, but when you measure on the wall every six months or year or whatever, then you're like, wow, you've, you've, you've grown a lot. Yeah. So I think somehow that must correlate to what we're talking about. The movie we're talking about. Britt's been bugging me. He's wanted to do a football movie. So we, we wanted to do invincible. And, and so Britt, why why did you pick this movie? Out of all the possible football movies, what is it about this movie that you're like, man, this is we gotta do this one? Well, there are there are a handful of movies that you know, they're kind of like the inspirational movies and that I kind of go back to on a regular basis. Uh there's this one, there's the rookie, there's there's a couple movies where it's like when I when I go back to trying to inspire and pick myself up and trying to motivate myself to kind of keep going. This is one of those movies for me. Make no mistake. Part of it is because it's an older guy <laughs> trying to do a younger man's thing. You know, like there's, there's that sort of element to it where, you know, in these stories, and, and I think we all feel that way. Right. And I think that's why these movies do well, if they're done right and they're done well, they, they, they make a little money and people like them because I think we all feel that way. We all feel like we've gone too far or too old or we're too something and, uh, and their perseverance. And usually they're based on some sort of true story. You know, their perseverance is inspiring and we'll kind of get to that toward the end of the, the episode here, I guess. But you know, that's, that's why I like this movie. It's just one of those movies that, always suck me in and it, it always inspires me to kind of keep going with what I know I'm supposed to be doing. You know? Yeah. It's, it, it really does. I, I remember seeing it a while ago and, and I can't remember when this movie came out. I didn't write it down. I'm slacking, but they, there's something about it that just engages you. It's interesting. And the music's great. It's all the music from the seventies and stuff. And 
you know, Mark Wahlberg and Greg Kinnear and Elizabeth Banks. And they're just, it's great. And somehow it, it connects us with that, with, like you said, the inspiration and the storytelling and you know how it's going to go. Like I, I watched it again and I'm like, I know how this ends, but there's still beats in the movie that, and we're going to talk about one scene that you're like, I didn't pull because it didn't hit me, but it hit you. So I want to in- press into that a little bit. So, you know, this movie has been out a while and it wasn't until I was writing you what I had thought about the movie that I was like, Oh, Vince, the name of the movie is in Vince. <laughs> yeah. Which is interesting because the character is not invincible. When you look at what's happened to him, he loses his job as a teacher. He, uh, his girlfriend leaves him. Even when he's trying out for the football, he gets hurt to the fact that he's like wrapping his ribs after everybody leaves. So nobody knows he's hurt. Um, I think even, even what his father says, you know, something about, you know, when he was like, I, I hear the boys have been saying, go try out for the Eagles. But I think you've had enough failure for one day. Probably give that one a pass. He is anything really but invincible. Like this is a dude who gets knocked down a lot. So the, the question that I wanted to open with is what does it mean to be invincible? Yeah, I think it's a good question because as you're as you're kind of implying, our idea of being invincible means that we always win. We never right, get like hurt. Super Mario, you get the invincibility star and you nothing right? nothing touches you, nothing hurts you. So it doesn't seem like it it doesn't seem like it fits this movie. And yet one of the things I love about this movie is the backdrop of the seventies, like you said, the music is awesome, but there's also that element of the seventies where there was a pretty serious recession going on at the right. time. And there were a lot pre- of people Reaganomics. <laughs> pre Reaganomics. And one of the main reasons Reagan got elected, whether you like him or not, was a different sort of economic vision than what Carter was doing for, and, and, <laughs> and, and the slowdown of the economy that kind of coincided with that. So, but, but it was, it was a genuinely difficult time in, in American economics and for that time. And I think the music reflected a lot of that. And, and so they bring a lot of that up, that in the middle of this sort of hard time, now he's going to say invincible, like, and and I think the reason why I like it is because the invincibility in this movie is that he doesn't give up, is that he keeps going. Like endurance is invincibility, not quitting when other people would quit. That is that sort of character is invincible. You know, there's there's a line I I repeat, and I'm probably going to butcher it now, but it's like. A professional author is an amateur who didn't quit. Like, you know, the, the, the difference between a professional author and an amateur isn't actually talent. There are a lot of talented people out there who will never get published as an author. They'll never get on. They'll never make an album. They'll never do whatever. Right. Even though they're talented. And maybe they are supposed to. Maybe they're not. You can argue that those sort of fate sort of destiny questions, but, but they'll, they'll never do it because they quit when it got hard, when it got difficult. And in the, in, in the parable of the soils, right? Like Mm. the only one that lived was the one that endured, right? Like the, all the different soils was like the stony ground or it was shallow cares, like, cares of the world like, choked it out. Cares, yeah. cares of the world. And when, ta- when times get tough and the shallow sort of faith doesn't really last and there's got to be some sort of deeper character. And I said this the other day about miracles. I believe in miracles. I have seen mir- miraculous things happen. I've been a part of miraculous things as far as supernatural yeah. manifestations of healing and all that stuff. I've been there. But 
when people keep going and hold on to faith during hard times, I think that's just as much a miracle. I think it's just as miraculous, if not more so at times, that in the midst of hard times, when everything looks bleak and it doesn't look like things are going to work out it, it, and you and you're you lose the job and you your your wife leaves you and wants a divorce and says you'll never right. amount to anything like in the midst of all that for someone to keep going with some sort of hope i think is just as much a miracle and i'm not dismissing either one i think they're i think i've experienced both well and in some ways one leads to another yeah sure the perseverance sure. and the persistence leads to the the supernatural miracle in in many ways. Well, and the supernatural miracle, as we'll get to at the end, actually gives you the hope in the midst of the hard time too. Like that's yeah. that's what the plagues were supposed to have done to the Israelites, that when they got to the Red Sea, right, the two guys who got it right were like, don't you remember what God did? <laughs> like, like <laughs> you, you're quitting now? Like right. he, God, in on your behalf, God destroyed the greatest empire in the world, <laughs> like the first major empire in the world and the greatest empire and nation of its day. God completely decimated them just for you. And you're like, oh, those guys are a little tall. I'm not sure we're going to cross that. River. <laughs> you know, like and, and and there were two guys who who got to continue and endure because of, of that right perspective. So I think you're right. I think, I think they go together. Uh, they don't, they're not mutually exclusive. And, but that's one of the reasons why I like this movie, uh, that, that idea of invincible it, it's there in Rocky, right? It's there in the rookie. It's there. in yeah. in a lot of these movies where that perseverance is, is key. And I think mm -hmm. anybody who's successful will tell you uh, that there were moments that they could have given up. And other people told them that they should have. Yeah. I just read in, and even in Acts today in, in, in the Bible, in the book of Acts, uh, Paul and Barnabas had worked for years together. And then they were, they were going out and Paul says, hey, let's go back to these churches that we started and let's go check on them, see how they're doing. And Barnabas said, sure, let's take John Mark with us. And Paul said, no. This dude split when life got hard. I don't want him on the team. Like these guys who had worked for over a decade together, right? And and Britt, you you think that Barnabas was sort of Paul's mentor in the faith early on in he was, yeah. Teaching how to build a church and and the the Jesus aspect of of his faith and wisdom and knowledge. But for that to come between them, because basically he's like, no, I can't trust him because when the going got tough, he left. He wasn't there. You know, and so we, we sort of don't ever hear about Barnabas again. But we hear about Paul and Silas mm -hmm. in the prison singing, talking about a miracle. They get freed from their prisoner and the jailer and his family get freed from sin and death. <laughs> so... Yeah. So that's why I think it, it, it's interesting when you're talking about the movies that you, you turn to for your inspiration, because we all have those moments where hope is pretty dim. The light mm -hmm. is fading. We wonder what's, why is it worth it? All the effort. And uh, you could have kids that go to college and start partying, go to church. You could have daughter that gets pregnant. You could have, any one of a number of things happen. You could have a daughter whose marriage is falling apart. You could have a, a child who dies. You can have a wife who leaves. All these things, right? You lose your job. That's yeah. one of the big things here in the in the movie is between the people leaving or uh, what was it? One guy lost his job. One guy lost his brother who had gone to Vietnam. Mm. And Vince lost his wife. He He got a double dose. He lost his job and his wife. So, so those, how do you hold on to hope in those moments? How do you become invincible when those moments, when we feel anything, but we feel very invincible, <laughs> I guess if invincible right. is, is that aspect, the opposite is, is invincible, right? That's how, that's how English works, right? 
it it should. It, English doesn't always work, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I think that it's very it's a very common thing. I think we all feel it. And for for Vince, it, it was one of those situations where he legitimately was trying. Like it wasn't like he didn't show up for work and got fired. Like right. he was showing up for, he showed up for work and got fired. Like he got laid off because of budget cuts or whatever. And for his wife, you know, he's out there working two jobs, doing what he can. And she's, and she's criticizing him. Right. So it's not like it was his fault. And sometimes it is our fault. And I don't want to dismiss that. Like sometimes it is legitimately our fault when we go through hard times. Uh, but for him, it wasn't that, that he was doing anything necessarily wrong. It's just hard times come, you know, and then we just talk about Job and, and that's why it's, it's such a powerful book from the Bible. Like he didn't do anything wrong. And he he's kept arguing like, I know this, this isn't something I necessarily deserved in a certain sense, as far as I'm being punished for something I did, it's just right. hard times happen. And, and for Job and for us, it's like, if we don't have, that sort of eternal perspective. And we don't have a relationship with God. We don't have a relationship with others, which I think is a huge theme of this movie is right. that his relationship with his community was part of his saving grace is that, mm -hmm. he, yeah, his wife left him, but maybe he had a couple friends like Job had, right. Who are like, you know, ah, That's you, Johnny, you, you, Johnny gonna be was the one all yeah. snarky the whole movie. <laughs> But you had a couple guys who were like, you know what, man, you've got talent. You should invest in it. And and you know, again, I don't know how much you want to go into it now, but they they took they take up like a collection or or whatever. The dude gives them money, and it's like, no, I mean, here, you need to train. You need to have time. You need to all of that sort of stuff. And and I think so. Having a community around you that is supportive. And can help you through that. So those are the two things that I think this movie shows us, although it doesn't really show us the faith aspect, but those are the two things right. that that we can look at and say, well, how, how can you endure? I think you have to have a relationship with God. You have to have, have to be able to hear the voice from the future. <laughs> that's what, because that's what, that's who God is. God's the voice from the future. If you've ever wanted a, like back to the future. If you've ever wanted somebody from the future to come back and tell you how things are going to work out, that's who God is. That's what he does. That's why you have to yeah. listen to him. And he'll tell you sometimes to quit, right? Quit that. Like that's not good for you. Or, <laughs> or he'll say, don't quit or, you know, keep going. And, but it also helps to have that community, which is completely biblical. We need a community of people who see things because we are we have our blinders on and we cannot see ourselves so often. We can't see what we're good at. We can't see that those sort of things. And so the fact that he has that, I think is such a huge key in this movie. Yeah, I want to dive into that idea a little bit because he's got really three people or three groups that believe in him. One of one are his friends who yeah, hey, they're having an open tryout. You should go. I, I don't have a good Philly accent, so I'm not even going to try it. It all just turns <laughs> out to Boston anyway. Um, Boston. And then you've got the kid. You know, later in the movie, after he's made it through some cuts, he's played some preseason games. There's a kid who's wearing number 83, which is Vince's number, as he's playing out on the playground. Like, he's inspired others. So he's got his friends who are, who are saying, yeah, man, you can do it. You should give it a shot because I don't know. I think this is probably on the deathbed regret list of, I wish I had tried something. I wish I had mm. taken a chance. Like really Vince is risking nothing but his hope by going out, going in for a tryout, you know, hundreds of guys shows up and we are not going to talk about the historical accuracy of this movie. Because if uh, even a very brief Wikipedia research shows that this is probably as inaccurate as, uh, you know, Braveheart is about William Wallace. <laughs> so we're just talking about this movie as the story. And so you've got his friends who are like, yeah, do that. In, even in risking, you, all you're risking is disappointment. 
And then you've got the kid who's over there and he's wearing the number 83 and he's really, his dad then comes back later and says, you know, when I told you don't try, that wasn't for you just because I told you not to hope. That doesn't mean I didn't get my hopes up. It's like, what you're doing is getting me through this strike through, you know, he's giving him money and he's like, I don't, you know, how do you have money to give me and all this? And so you've got those people, you know, his friends and then the, the people who look up to him, but then you've got one other sort of group. And it, this uh, scene is from later in the movie with the coach, you know, Dick Vermeil played by Greg Kinnear. You know, he's, Offered this, he's trying to shake things up. He's trying to inspire. He's trying to rebuild the culture of the Eagles organization. And in order to do that, you need men of character. You need you need you need a spark. You need some foundation. And all along, he had said that that was he believed that was Vince Papali. But he gets down to the final cut day. All his coaches have said, "Cut Papali. Keep this other guy." This is this is the big time. This is his first time as an NFL coach. And so he's got the pressure from his coaches saying, do this, do this, do this. Don't don't keep a poly. This was a publicity stunt. It's time for the real athletes, the real football players to come. And he's sitting there on the night before. And his wife shows up with dinner and it's the scene and, and she talks to him. And he's like, oh, I'm stressed out about this decision. And what she says, I think, is something, again, going back to the idea of how do we hold on to hope? You look exhausted. Well, thank you. What's going on? No, we're just... We're thinking about letting go of Papali. Hey, isn't that your decision? This time it's a little different. But you said he was somebody you could build a team around. Carol, there's a lot of other things to consider here. What was it that you used to say to your kids at Hillsdale High? That character is tested when you're up against it? Yeah. And that's not the problem here. He's got plenty of character. Who said I was talking about him? And that's such a great line. Like, you know that's what she's saying, and he's not catching it. But I noticed one thing in that, when he's like, we're thinking about cutting Papali. She's like, we? You are the head coach. Isn't that your decision and when I'm wallowing in, when I'm feeling vincible and I'm feeling hurt and hopeless <laughs> and all this, it's real easy to look at the we and it'd be like, oh, this happened. This happened. I can't do this. I can't do this. All this stuff has happened. All these reasons and excuses. Here's why I'm failing. Here's why I'm giving up. Instead of saying that passage from, from Exodus, when, when God is in the burning bush and Moses is telling God all the reasons that he can't go back. <laughs> and God's like, well, what is in your hand? What is like, you've, I'm fine. You've told me all the reasons this isn't going to work, but what do you have? What is in your hand? And that's what he's like, what is this? We business. You're the coach. Make the decision to build your team because when we're feeling, when I'm feeling that way, man, I don't, I want to dilute the oppressive nature of that feeling by passing that off to the people around me instead mm. of being like, well, what can I do to move towards the direction of hope? No, I think that's great because so often, at least I feel this way. And I think most people do. Is like we're faced with a decision where there's th- something we think is right. This is the right thing. In a perfect world, this is what I would do, right? <laughs> that we, right. we have if those sort king. of <laughs> if I were king, if I if I were this, if if I have if I had the power to do something, like I would do this. And mm. sometimes that is in your power. And and I'm talking about decisions about who we are and what we do and the direction that we yeah. go. Yeah. And so w- when we do that, there are there are other voices, and that's another big theme of this movie, is yeah. there are other voices that are contrary. And 
you know, sometimes God calls us to do things or what seems right doesn't seem profitable. And, and this is part of being invincible, in my opinion, in my estimation. Uh, and I, I think this is from God. Part of part of being invincible is choosing what's right, even though it, it may not be profitable for you. Like doing what is right, doing what is not not what is expedient, but what is what is of character and truth, even though it might cause issues or whatever. Like, and that's what he was dealing with. Like all his, because he picked those guys. Like all his assistant coaches were mm-hmm. like, "Nah, he's cool," but this, you know, I think that this little experiment's kind of done. You know, it's down to these two guys. And so he's listening to those voices of the system of this is what normally happens. Of He's listening to those voices and something's like, that's not right. Like something in him is like, that's not, that's not what's right. And, mm. but there's no guarantee. And so part, part of the invincibility is making those decisions, knowing that succeed or fail, that that's enough that what you did will will be rewarded here or in eternity <laughs> I, that 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 it it's enough that I did what was right and it will be and that and that again is what God has to show Job at the end it's not just a story of suffering it's a story of suffering that says if you would have just held out if you'll just hold out he will reward you you know, there is reward. God does reward the righteous. God does reward people who who stay faithful in the midst of hard times. He does reward them. This isn't like he's not a masochist, you know, or a sadomasochist, whatever. He 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 will reward those people. And and that's part of endurance is saying, I may not see it today or tomorrow, but I know this will, I know going, making these sort of decisions will have an effect later on for me, uh, even though it might seem like it's costing me something today. I think you see that in Vince, and I think you see that in the coach. I think you see that in some of the other characters in the movie. Um, but it's very, it's very hard, which is why I love the context of the movie, which is the seventies and recession. It's not like the whole world's going great. And he's right. the only one going through hard times. Like this is all he sees, all his friends, everybody, his dad, yeah. like everyone that he knows in his community is going through a hard time. And it feels maybe selfish, but it feels, uh, it, it, and, and it just seems like what his dad ends up saying at one time, at that one point in that one scene is a man can only take so much failure. You know, my wife said this to me recently. She and I had a really serious talk, which, you know, if you're married, you have these talks. And if you don't, (laughs) then there's a problem. Like these are very healthy talks to have. Like, no, let's get real. Like I'm not going to, you know, and it was one of those talks where I said, no, I'm not going to take, I'm fine because you're not. And, you know, and then there's this, well, we have the same conversation every time and it's not going to change anything. And, you know, you have those sort of things. Right. Right. And I said, well, that's a lie. Let's change something then. Right. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> then we'll change something. But but at one point I said, let's get real. I said, it feels like you are resentful about my writing career. That's how it feels to me sometimes. Not all the time. She's very supportive. She does things. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it feels like you resent it. And here's what she said. She said, sometimes I do. And I said, is, it's because, is it because I, I go on trips or I get to go do these things? And, I, you know, whatever. She goes, no, that's not why. I actually sometimes like when you go away. Like, <laughs> like and, <laughs> <laughs> and and she and what she and I was like I kind of gave her a look and she was like no what I mean by that is like I get to have some really special time with the kids right like it's just right. us and we're and we kind of bond together and it's cool and it's just a couple of days and you're you know and all that sort of stuff but she said you go through so much it's hard to watch you go through all of that it's hard to watch you get rejected it's hard to watch you get devalued it's hard to watch you like you have like for her she believes in me so much just like pops did with 
right. his son. Like, like I believe in you, but I just, I know the world. <laughs> the world crushes people. The world is going to kill you at some point. Like it will happen. Like, and, and like we play this waiting game with it. And so, so for my wife and I, I thought, I'm like, well, I'm glad we, I pushed for that answer. You yeah, know, that's a really like, good answer. <laughs> that's a good answer. And that, and that's, uh, you know, it's, it's real. It's a real answer. Let's talk about that. Um, she's like, and she's like, I want you to, you know, tell me when you're having a bad day and like something disappointing is happening with the writing or whatever. She goes, I want that, but it's also hard to watch you work so hard and then don't get what you were working for or whatever. And so yeah. you're, you get rejected by the publisher or the, this person or whatever. And it just happens a lot when you're in, <laughs> look, if All you're right. going to, if you're going to be a writer, like you're going to get rejected a lot, like it's going to happen a great deal. And, and it's one of those things where it's part of what you sign up for is rejection. And a lot of people, man, rejection is tough. For anybody, rejection is tough. And so uh, that's, uh, it's, again, it's one of those, like, that's why I go back to these movies, man, because that's just real life. Because at some point I have to ask myself, am I doing this for myself or does God really want me to do it? Like they're gut checks for me when I watch some of these movies, because it's like, but I think that's why I love Rocky so much is he doesn't win. That, But that wasn't the point that he won was that he lasted right and that's yeah. why i love that and and this movie has that sort of rocky feel to it to me i don't know about for you yeah. but i was watching it going man this has that sort of rocky feel like well you know streets of philadelphia late 70s <laughs> exactly it was all he's that. running in the streets and nobody <laughs> knows he's running and but there's a there's one moment that i think is really there's a lot of moments that i think are key but one moment that i think is key is, I don't know if you remember this, but like he goes on a run and he comes back and he's winded and he's, you know, he's holding his side, like his guts hurting and, and he takes a breath and he turns out and he walks out the door again to take another run. And I, and I'm, I'm like, that's why I watched this movie. It's like, if you've done anything for any success, that's the kind of crap you have to do when no one's watching, when no one's looking, it's just you and your brain and your heart and you could and 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 you got an out man you, you, we have more outs and what, what i mean by that you've got a way out you've got other options than discipline between cell phones and how many freaking streaming services like i saw i saw some uh number the other day about netflix Netflix made more TV episodes, made more episodes than all the other streaming and TV channels combined <laughs> in a year. You can't keep up. I mean, think about all that content. Like you, you have more, you have more ability to just sit and be a vegetable than you ever have in the world. And so it takes a certain amount of grit and gumption to say, no, I'm going to do another lap, <laughs> whatever the lap is. I'm going to do another, I'm going to do another two miles when no one's looking. I'm going to, I'm going to learn this thing. I'm going to, uh, it, it takes, it takes a certain amount of character that, that man, we, we got to, we got to get this because th this is Christianity. Like this whole idea that Christianity is just going to happen if I sit around and don't do anything like, yes, God loves me no matter what, but like Christianity just doesn't happen to you. Like right. you have to put in the time. Jesus at the end of his life uh, said, these are the ones he's praying to God. He goes, he thanks God for the disciples. And he says, uh, these are the ones who've been with me through my trials. He didn't have a, it was, it was hard, but they were with him. We've talked about the voices. We've talked about the voices of his friends of the voices of the community who he inspired of his coach, but there's other voices. And, and he had the voice of his, his ex-wife. He yep. had the voice of the team. He had the voice of Johnny yep. who, who said, you know, he looked at Vince of trying to, to get out of the neighborhood. He's like, you're not better than me. You're a nobody just like us. And the other coach, I mean, I think, I think probably the coaches and the players all sort of, can lump together yep. 
so what voice we listen to, and, and this is an, it's an interesting dynamic because we see during the movie that before every game, before every day of practice, Vince looks at a note. He look he pulls a piece of paper out. He looks at it. He puts it out. You know, we, you talked about when people go to war, they frequently carry pictures of loved ones. When I was in Iraq, I had my pictures of my kids and my family so that I could look at them and cry every night or, <laughs> or right. whatever. But what he's looking at, we find out, is, is the note from his wife, now ex-wife, when she left. And she said, you'll never go anywhere. You'll never make any money and you'll never mm. make a name for yourself. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, think about those three things. Think about those three things. Read it again and and think about each one of those individually. You'll never go anywhere. You're, you're stuck. stuck. You're stuck. You you're you're never going to change. Nothing's ever going to like your wife would say. It's like we have the same conversation and nothing changes. Thought something's changed. We used to have this conversation daily. Now we have it every, once a year. Something has changed. You'll never make any money. You're going to be broke. You're going to be, you know, in a cardboard box on the street. And you'll never make a name for yourself. No one's going to remember you. You don't have a legacy. You won't be known. And this is what Vince used to motivate himself during training camp. Those, the reason I wanted you to do those individually is I, I didn't even catch this the first time. But those are the three biggest fears of men. Those are the three biggest fears of each man. You'll never go anywhere. You, you have no purpose. You have no future. You're stuck. You, there's no upward mobility for you. You're not going to get better at anything, right? What, whatever that means in your context, right. you're never going to make any money. I'm sorry. I, I, it can sound whatever you want to think, but men love to provide for people. This is a father. Men, we were designed to be fathers and husbands. We were designed to be providers. I'm not saying it's bad if your wife makes my wife for the majority of our well, marriage. My wife makes more, a lot more money <laughs> yeah, than I do because right, she works. <laughs> I like what you said about providing because yeah. providing is more than finances. It, it is more than finances, it, 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 but it does have something to do with money. I mean, it does have something to do right. with your ability to make money because your ability to make money means you have a skill that's valuable, right? That Ooh, you have yeah. value, right? Um, and you do, you may not be doing it right now, but you, you have chosen, well, and right? Like you said, it means something when somebody actually wants to pay you for writing a book or to buy your book. It's like, oh, yeah. that validates me because that, it's a, it's a validation. And then the third right. one is the third one is legacy. Yeah. The third one is, and you, you use the right term. The third one is legacy. These, these, either, these are your, the biggest fears. And he had to, you know, I, there's a. I can't remember her name now, but some female preacher, and and I've seen the video recently. If I said the name, people would know who it is. But she, um, she said, "You can't deal with the fear unless you face it." She said that, and and you you can't overcome it unless you face it. Jordan Peterson talks about this in his own way too. Like overcoming fears, like if you avoid them, you don't deal like. That's you'll never get over it if you avoid it. Like you'll never deal right. with it. You have to kill it. You have to fight the fear. You have to stand up against it. And I and I heard this. I heard this other thing the other day that that said uh, somebody said everything that you're afraid of is afraid of God. Everything that you're afraid of, its biggest fear is God. So just bring it to Him. Just say, I mean, like we have such a gift, like, yeah, all these fears, you're bigger than me, but you know, you, you know who you're not bigger than is God. Right. And my dad who loves me and, and, and is for me and is all powerful. And so all of that to say is like, those, those fears, the fact that that also made him invincible, 
that takes courage, man. That takes courage to, to look at your, to admit that you have fears and to face them. That takes courage. That, that type of person is unstoppable. I'm telling you right now, the, the type of person who's, who admits their weakness that they have fears and yet is willing to face them and overcome them and do what it takes. Wrap, wrap up their, you know, risk less padding, wrap up their ribs, right. what all the stuff he did in the movie, like, <laughs> like, like nothing personal, but is it really going to matter? Yeah, right. Um, and, and all of that stuff that he, that he does, like those type of people are, are unstoppable. You can't stop them. And it doesn't mean they're going to be billionaires maybe, but it just means that like they're going to move forward and something's going to happen. Like there, that will have an, an impact. And so I, I, I just, I, you know, I, I didn't really catch that the first time I watched, I mean, not the first time, yeah. but I didn't realize just how targeted those statements are to our fears. And so we see in the movie, he makes the team, he does it, you know, coach for he goes out on a limb. He's like, no, if I say that character is important, I should show character. If I say Vince is a player that I can build the team around, and it's not like Vince is like the starting cornerback or a star defensive player. He's a special teams guy. Right. But he plays hard. He gives it every play. He plays 100%. And he always does the best he can. He works hard. And he gets his chance. Opening game, playing the Dallas Cowboys back in the 70s. They were the juggernaut. They were, you know, the best team. And... What you see is what happens to all of us when that's our motivation. When we have no other motivation than fear, we can only go so far. Mm. And that's what happens to Vince. Game one, you know, they, they'd had a never-ending preseason. They're 0-6. Now they lose their first game, 0-7. But in the very first play, Vince's special teams plays the kickoff, hustles down there, in position to make the tackle, and freezes. Freezes. He's like, oh, I don't want to know what to do. And gets just blindsided block back when you could actually hit somebody in football. And I bring that up because that's what happens to us. Yeah. Like we think, as we always talk about, we think we've arrived, but it's just another stop on the journey. But we get an opportunity. Somebody takes a chance. And we screw it up. We don't come through the quality's not there. We make a mistake. And how we respond to that is very important because I think, I think what happened is Vince looked, he's like, well, what got me here is not going to keep me moving forward. Hmm. The, the fighting off the fear is not actually going to help me become a, a successful football player. And we see that with, with uh, what do you focus on? What do we focus on? You know, we, I think we've talked about this before of when we, if you have a, a horrible father and you grow up saying, I'll never be like my dad, I'll never be like my dad. <laughs> you grow up just like him because all you did was focus on your dad. It's like, oh no, I want to be like this. It's a, it can't be a negative motivation. It's got to be a positive motivation. And in the movie, I have no idea on the historical accuracy of this <laughs> doubtful, but it makes for a great moment in the, they're getting ready for this, the second game. They're playing in Philadelphia in front of all their fans, the crowds roaring. They've heard it, you know, new coach, new regime, new culture, all this. And Vermeil's speech, I think shifts. It shifts the motivation Vince has been using to play football but even just in life in general. A team with character will find a way to beat a team with better talent. I believe that. And you guys are not the team that's short on talent here today. And I swear you'll never again be the team short on character. We need to find the soul of this team again. The soul that drove great Eagle players. Players like Norm Van Brocklin, Tommy McDonald, Steve Van Buren, 
They weren't just out here playing for themselves. They played for a city. People of Philadelphia have suffered. You are what they turn to in times like these. You are what gives them hope. Let's win one for them. Let's win one for us. Bring it in. And if that doesn't get you fired up, I don't know what will. Well, so there's a there's a, an, another moment. This is where I thought you were going to go with it, but I think it's connected. And I think is one of the key moments too, is when he's kind of made his mistake. He freezes and he he's just driving around and he goes back to where his buddies are playing in the rain. They're just they're, they're playing tackle football without any pads. <laughs> and if you grew up in the 70s, that happened. Uh, and and he's invited in. What shifts for Vince is he remembers that he's the love of the game. He remembers that he's doing it because he loves it. It, it. It's not just about making the team. Like, because sometimes we get so focused on the achievement, we, we forget like, man, I, I get to do this. Like, I get to Well, it's been fun. proving, basically proving to her that I can do it. I'm going to prove that she's wrong. Right. Instead of just... It has value in and of itself. Whether she yeah. believes she's wrong or I, I ever prove, like he's got to face his fears. I think that's key. But he, but he, you got to get down to, and I think the same, the coach, even though he doesn't really say it, but I think the coach has had to make the decision for Vince to have him on the team for the same reason. Like we have to love the game. This can't just be a job. If we're going to be winners, if we're going to change the culture, we have to love this thing. We have to love being here. We have to think like uh, one of the baseball movies is where, where he goes, hey, we get to go play baseball today or whatever. Like, you know, she's trying to cheer these guys up. And he's like, guess what we get to do today? We get to play baseball today. Or maybe it was the rookie. Anyway, but it was one of those movies where it's like, we get to play baseball today. Like that attitude had to change. Like it, it can't be like what I don't get. It's got to be about what I I get to do. And then that's when in the next game, he makes a couple great tackles and he's he plays with that passion of and love. And I think what, what that is, there's a piece of it that what Paul says. I'm forsaking what was behind. I first, I'm forgetting, I'm pushing away. I'm, I'm removing myself from what's behind me. I press on to the mark. I press towards the goal. I grasp hold of the, the, the gold and the glory that's already mine. Yeah. And that's what happens in this speech where he's like, forget what's behind you. Remember what's in front of you. I liken it to when Jesus is at the at the well with the woman and mm-hmm. he has that whole conversation and she's and then the guy and the, the guys come back and they bought food and he's like, Yeah, I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> you know, and they're like, Well, what the heck, man? And he's like, like, my food is through the will of the one who sent me. Like I like that was fulfillment enough for me in that moment that was that me doing what i was purposed to do that was that was enough that was satisfaction enough whether win or lose right you know we've kind of been hinting at it but i i, I really a big part of this movie is and, and if you watch sports you get it right but a big part of this movie is that these guys had heroes that then their stories mm-hmm. inspired them. And Vince becomes one of those stories for his community. Vince becomes a story that is inspiring for the guy, the kid who wears the, the, the jersey. And a part of us doing what we do, and when we go for what God's called us to do, and even though we feel like, I mean, think about it, like he barely makes the team. <laughs> 
Like he might play 30 seconds in a game. Like, like he doesn't right. play that much, but the fact that he went beyond the barrier that everyone thought was, was a, a hard cap, man, we're here and peak <laughs> guys on the field are superhuman. Even the losers are untouchable for us. Right? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. and the fact that he's able to cross that barrier, his dad says, you know, who some guy catching, you know, catching a making a touchdown or winning a championship or whatever. It lasted me through your mom's death or something. I can't remember the exact words. Yeah. He said, but this will last me the rest of my life. This will keep me yeah. alive. This will inspire me. And and that's what happens when when we kind of endure and push past those barriers, then what happens is other people say, well, maybe I could do that. Well, well maybe I can push past right. my barriers. And that's why we have the stories in the scripture. The stories in the scripture aren't to say, well, I'm not Abraham. Like literally they wrote it down to say, no, you are Abraham, right? That's what Hebrews 11 is all about. <laughs> like, no, you are Abraham. You are Noah. You are Rahab. You are all these people. This is you. Yeah, it's not a it's not a book of of extraordinary people. It's a book of here's how to do it. <laughs> here's how these people did it. Here's how of they nor- lived. of normal people right. that their stories changed when God got involved. Yeah. And that can happen with you too, right? And that's that's the point of Hebrews 11. That's the point of the Old Testament. And and it's so easy to look at these people and go, well, "I'm not them." Right. Well, that was so long ago. Or, 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 or we put some sort of like superhero fictional myth, mythological view of these people from the scripture. And I was so lucky and fortunate to have a pastor when I was young who humanized these people for me, who were like, no, this was a real dude. Like they pooped, they peed. Yeah. He didn't say that, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> this is, but they were real people like us. And the and they made mistakes like us, and they failed like us, and God gave them second chances like He gives us. Like like they had to work through all this, and you and your context should take these stories as inspiring. And we have a great cloud of witnesses, right? That's also at the, mm-hmm. in the next chapter in Hebrews after Hebrews eleven. Like these people, like they're cheering you on, man. And, and you do have a, that community. Um, so I, I just think that that was another huge part because in the midst of these hard times and the whole country was going through a hard time when, man, you know, talk about inflation and all that sort of stuff that, that we're some of that that we're dealing with now, like they were really dealing with it then, too. <laughs> and 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 jobs and and corporate stupidity and, and all this sort of conflict and. Um, and terrorism and, you know what I mean? Like there was all sorts of stuff happening back then too. Uh, But this was an inspiring story in the midst of that, that helped people to lift their vision. From that speech, I had written down uh, those things that you had said, who is great, you know, look back at the the greats and it didn't even have to be back from the Bible. You know, I'm right now I'm reading a book about Eugene Peterson and about Mm -hmm. the life that he lived and how he did it and, and, the struggles that he faced, you know, who is, who is great and use them to inspire you to inspire others. Because he said, you are the guys who give them hope, but how do we do that? But, you know, he had to accept the mantle when we can't accept mm-hmm. the mantle of hope Good. until we reject that mantle of you'll never go anywhere. You'll never make any money. You'll never make a name for yourself. If he keeps living in that identity, he's not going to give anybody hope. He's got to find his soul. He's got to find his identity. He's got to find his love and his passion because he loves this team. Like his friend said, you love the Eagles more than you love anything else. Like you, you, mm. you're, you love them more. You, you, you hope for them more. You want to be <laughs> right. an example of what Eagle football should be like. And that's how he's like, oh, I got to find my soul because it's not in what I'm running from or away. It's not in what I'm running away from. It's what am I running towards? Mm-hmm. So you asked the question in the beginning, what does it take to be invincible? Yeah. What, what does it take? What does it mean to be invincible? 
All right. And I've, and we've said some of these, but I'm just going to wrap it up with this, right? Yeah. Here are the seven things I wrote down. You have to hear, you have to hear the voice of God. You have to know something. You have to hear from the future. Basically, yeah. you have to hear the voice of God. Number two, you have to have a community around you. Number three, you have to believe that barriers can be broken. You have to believe that the barriers you've always believed were there can be broken, right? Not just sitting up in the stands right. and criticizing. You can be one of them. Number four, you have to face your fears. Admit you have them and face them. Number five, you have to believe in second chances. This mm. movie with Petey and after he froze and gets yelled at by the coach, like I stuck my neck out for you, man, or whatever he says, you know, uh, you have to believe in second chances. Because if you don't believe in second chances, you quit. You have to believe that there's another chance coming around and God is the king of second chances. You have to believe there's another chance. Uh, number six, love the game. You got to love what you're doing, man. You got to love it. You, ha you have to see the value in what you're doing. Uh, and number seven, you have to, it's got to be about others. It's got to be about inspiring others. It's got to be about showing to some degree, showing others that it can be done. Uh, you know, what, what was it that we talked about with the four minute mile or whoever it was, or, you know, the four minute mile was no one believed it could be broken until, until some scientist. He was, he wasn't even an athlete. <laughs> he just said, well, I'm going to break it and show people. And then everybody's breaking the what? Yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't even now like a professional athlete. That's how fast you run. <laughs> right. And so, um, part of it has to be that you realize your, your story is going to have the legacy. That was one of his fears. You're not going to have a name. Your name will mean nothing. No, I believe <laughs> this will, if I, you know, something will pass on. I, I, I will have a story to tell that will be inspiring to others and mean something. Have a story that matters. What makes this movie resonate so much with us is that it shows on a very macro, huge level, you know, nothing, there's very few things bigger than NFL football, which is why we're doing this in the middle of football season. There's nothing bigger than that to make a name for yourself, to make a legacy or to even, you know, oh, you're making money. If you're a professional football player, you're making money. Sure. But for us, all that stuff's micro. It might be one person around us. It might be your kids that you're inspiring when you're not losing your temper on a trip that's going horribly awry. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, when you're managing the frustration and struggles of, of the budget, there's, there's people looking at you. There's, there's, and I'm, it's not it's like, Oh, there's somebody looking over your shoulder, but there's people looking to you for hope, for inspiration. Yep. Yep. And, and how are you going to be invincible in this world we live in? And it's not going to be, stressing out about what you're not doing or worried about what other people expect of you. It's, you've got to find your soul. You got to find your soul, find your heart and go after it, man. My story will not be that I gave up. Mm -mm. That's a choice. That's the choice, right? Yeah. That's the only choice I have. That's the only real choice I have. My story will not be that I gave up. So go ask yourself what's in your power. Who are you inspiring and go find your heart, find your soul. What are you going, what are you chasing after? And is it worth the effort? Is it worth the chase? Cause it, and if it is, it's worth not giving up for, right? It could be that simple. Yeah. I'm not giving up on my kids. Yeah. That's not going to be my story that I gave up on my kids or my wife or, you know what I mean? That's not going to be my story. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed it and I hope you join us next time here on the men at the movies podcast. Something inside has been awakened. I can no longer be who I was before. But if I am no longer who I was, who am I to be? Yeah.